0: Hey guys, before we get stuck into today's episode, I want to thank the sponsor of the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast and that is Unify Health Supplements. Unify have the most premium, high-quality science-backed products on the market in Australia today and you guys can use the code TFLP to save 10% off your next order at unifyactive.com. Unify has a range of products including whey protein isolate, plant-based protein, a pre-workout creatine monohydrate And their best selling product, the hydration formula. So, again, use that code TFLP to save 10% at unifyactive.com.
1: Welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Kennedy, and I'm here to help you become the very best version
0: of yourself. What's up, guys? Welcome back to this week's episode of the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. Um, We've got a super interesting one today. I know I'm definitely uh, very intrigued and interested in this conversation today. Our guest, Jay Kloss, um, he's owner of Doe Store, as many of the listeners and viewers of the podcast um, would be aware of. I would, I dare say, and for anyone who follows Jay, um, I'm sure you're you're looking forward to plenty of stuff we'll dive into today. Um, As I mentioned, I'm excited, obviously. Today's episode is not so much based around specifically health and fitness, but as we talk about on the show so often, anyone that's doing extremely well in whatever field they're in, whatever industry they're in, um, I just love learning of them and want to offer as much value as possible to the audience. And I know so many people that tune in are business owners, are trying to do their own thing, um, or just genuinely intrigued. So Jay, welcome to the show, man. Thanks for having me, mate. Absolute pleasure. As I mentioned, uh, I think today's going to be a good one, mate. Just for my, for my own interest, I'd love to hear a bit about, uh, I guess, your backstory. Everyone, probably anyone in particular that follows you on social media now or even follow, who follows Doe Store. And we will touch on this in today's chat, but, you know, see, see all the expensive cars, see the, the nice watches and the nice trips and, and all the, the, the clothing and whatnot. Um, and it's a lot of the time, for whatever reason, people just see that and just assume that someone has either come from money Yep. <laughs> or they've got big investors or, or whatever it may be and they, they don't really even put any fucking thought to, to the backstory behind it. And I think yeah, it's sure. so important um, and I'm just generally uh, very interested to hear about it. So tell us a bit about, I guess, your, don't want to sound like a fucking psychiatrist, but tell us a bit about your childhood and I guess how how you kind of came to, to starting the first company, which we'll, we'll chat about soon as well.
1: Yeah, certainly, um, certainly didn't come from a dollar, that's for sure. So... Um, I grew up in Coburg and West Coburg many moons ago. I feel quite old these days, but, um, yeah, so I grew up in Coburg just with my mum, single parent, um, went to a public school, nothing, uh, nothing too special. That's for sure. Didn't, um, my mum was very much the driver of earn it if you want it. Um, dad wasn't really in the picture and he was very much, um, sort of doing his own thing. So mum was very much like, well, we don't have much money if you want something, Mm -hmm. go figure out how to get it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sometimes done the right way, sometimes yeah. <laughs> also the right way when you grow up in Coburg, but um, <laughs> it was one of those things. So yeah, look, um, super boring childhood really, like didn't finish high school, just never really felt like it was for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I sort of, have always struggled with people trying to give me structure and tell me how to do things yep. um, for better or for worse. I think I think it teaches you a lot, but um, it's not for everyone. Yeah. So yeah, I left school at 17 or something like that and um, jumped into the workforce and just... Trying to figure out How to make money And that was always sort of I think I was pretty naive When I was young That I was under the impression That it was just going to happen I think yeah. lots, lots of us are Like Did you, you go, have
0: any idea Of like an industry You wanted to kind of get into Or any like Long term plans of, of what you wanted to be doing
1: No, nah, not at all I had no idea I always You know I liked cars I liked all the nice stuff And Just had this Perception that it was just going to happen mm-hmm. I think I think lots of young kids do Yeah and I think even more so now like Yeah. With, inst- with the Instagram Social generation media. It's like I need to have the watch, the car, yep. the lifestyle, and it just needs to happen. And mm-hmm. um, I think people don't realize how, you know, difficult it is yep. to get in a position where you can even think about purchasing something at a mm-hmm. high price point or, you know, yeah. flying in a, to a good destination or whatever it may be. So I was very naive, super naive. i made more mistakes than probably anyone you know. Like mm-hmm. put myself in some stupid spots, made some money, lost it all, and sort of done it a few times over. I just... Yep. Um, unfortunately had to learn every lesson the hardest possible way and when i mean the hardest possible way if the hardest way the, yeah the hardest <laughs> way. Not, <laughs> not like oh yeah you, know, you know fuck that up it was not nah, completely destroyed that you yeah know. so um, very very humble beginnings that's for sure like
0: well people often talk about you know in hindsight similar stories to yourself making all the mistakes regardless of the scale of how big or small those mistakes were I'm assuming you've found having to go through all that bullshit as hard as it was at the time, all the adversity, you're much better off for it now in terms of the, the things that you've learned along the way. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, something,
1: I mean, I'll touch on it. I, I grew up with my mum. She was my main sort of, like, she was like, I guess the tree to my life. Like everything mm-hmm. went through her. I was fortunate enough to talk to her about sex, drugs and everything in between from yeah. the age I was, you know. 12, 13, I was telling her anything and everything. And mm-hmm. that was a relationship we had. It was amazing. And um, grew up just with her family, big family. And um, she went through some stuff, sort of very, very brief touch over but ended up having a huge falling out with her and pretty okay. much ended up on the street at 19 with nowhere to go and Fuck. no one really to call. My family sort of isolated me from them based on what my mum had said and things like that. Yeah. And I sort of found myself realizing very, very quickly that uh wasn't just going to happen and, yeah, yeah you know having a support network and a family there is i guess it goes undervalued 100 like percent. you don't yep, realize that yep. you've got to, oh, I can call my uncle mm-hmm. or oh, i can call my auntie yep. or my mom or my cousin yeah when things go wrong mm-hmm. or whatever and then all of a sudden i woke up at 19 uh, i've got nowhere to go mm-hmm. i've got no money um i just got kicked out of my job for being an idiot and i'm sitting here going what fuck! Was, this is pretty what, real. Yeah, yeah, all of a sudden it's very real. Like yeah. I'm saying, oh, I want to go overseas. I want to do this two months ago. Mm. Now I'm trying to figure out where am I going to sleep tonight? Like, yeah. And I think those lessons, as challenging as they are, I still haven't spoken to my mum since. This is wow, t- what, 14 years ago or something. So wow. um, everybody, when they hear that story or even just like to skim over that story, I'm like what the fuck? Like you yeah. lost your whole family, yeah. Literally, like, but, but overnight, absolute blessing. Like truly, it was the best thing that ever happened to me. You know, it's taught me some uh, interesting traits, like you know, around trust and things like that. But it was the best thing that ever happened to me because I realised very, very quickly and very harshly that you don't figure it out. The world can be very, very harsh, Mm. and
0: and you can't just rely on other people. Obviously, that that circumstance is is to the extreme level. But I think even now, as you said, when people do have that support system behind them, I, I see so many people that. Uh, just relying on other people to to do the shit that they don't want to do or relying on someone to give them the break or relying on someone to bail them out when they're fucking in in strife, whatever it may be. Not having that, fucking have to teach you some lessons quite quick. Yeah, oh, for sure. It was uh, two or three months of not
1: knowing where I was going to sleep and it was super, like, I've truly been in the worst places you can be, I think, like, from my perception. Everybody, Mm -hmm. obviously, um, you know, lots of things are attend to everybody else. But truly... For me, I don't know how much worse it could have got. I lost my support system. I lost the person that mattered most to me. Mm. You know, I lost my ability to be able to um, work my way through situations. It was, there you go. Go figure it out, champ. And uh, yeah, it was a pretty challenging one. You learn who your friends are. You learn who really cares. Yep. You know, like, I'll, you know, anybody who's known me for a while will know, like, where I came from. Like, I was a popular kid at school. You know, everybody wanted to go out, me on the weekends, I mm-hmm. get us into all the places, this and yeah. that, all of a sudden I was a nobody, you know, like, yeah, when you haven't got those things, mm. you haven't got the ability to go out or speak to girls or whatever, yeah. now who are you?
0: <laughs> That's interesting, um, you know, you mentioned how, you know, popular kid, popular kid in school, plenty of friends and obviously you had a really close relationship with your mum, so... I see all the time, um, not not in this circumstance, but you know, you see athletes or you see uh, certain people that tie their identity to, you know, the people they hang out with, or tie their identity to what they do, or their fucking job, or their fucking Instagram profile, or whatever it may be. And it's super interesting when something like that gets taken away, and all of a sudden you really don't even like actually know who you are, or you lose touch with who you no, even are in sure. the first place. So what, like, I mean, man, I'm just trying to picture that. So from that position there. What what's next? What are the next steps you take? Because I'm assuming you didn't have any qualifications or anything like that. So so what was like the next step from from there? So it was just trying to figure out how to make a buck. Like
1: you know, it went from trying to figure out how to get these nice things to try and figure out like (laughs) how am I going to eat tonight? And I mean, lots of people don't know the story, and you know, I spent best part of 18 months sleeping on a mattress in a horrendous apartment with no other furniture. Literally, I had a mattress on a floor next to a gas heater. I lived like that for eighteen months, and like yeah. lots of people don't. You know, I think that's why I don't care when I get trolled on Instagram and stuff yeah. because it's just so funny to me. It's like yeah. if only you knew. You, know, you Don't know me, yeah, yeah. Like you literally yeah. just have no idea. Yeah, and like, if you want to talk about from where I was to where I am, mm-hmm. I've earned it. Yeah, you know? fuck and yeah. So yeah, I, I literally live like that. That was I was making four hundred bucks a week working a factory job for two years. Mm-hmm. That was the only job I could get. I was catching two train, uh, two trams, a train, and walking about 15 minutes either way to get home. I was leaving when it was pitch black. I was getting home when it was dark. Yeah, I was right. making like 400, 480 bucks. My rent was like 260 a week. So I mean, you do the math. Yeah. Oh. Just, there's nothing left. So
0: in in that time period, you know, coming from your your whole mindset prior to that, you know, like you said, thinking about these trips, thinking about all, you know, all the luxury things that you you want in life and what's next, then taking that huge step backwards what is that thought process like during that time period working at the factory? Are you kind of sitting on the the tram and the train thinking to yourself, all right, like what the fuck is the plan of attack? Like what, what skill do I need to learn or what direction do I need to go in to get back onto the track or the path that I initially thought or, and hoped that I'd be going down?
1: Probably not. To be honest, I think I was dealing with so much mentally. Like Mm -hmm. I'd lost, lost a family of like 35 members who I saw three or four times a week. You know, we were super tight knit family. Obviously the relationship with my mum had broken down and, I was honestly just trying to stay, stay like, yeah, I guess yeah. like, um, not necessarily going down like that suicidal. Yeah, career, yeah. But I guess when you sit back and you look back three months earlier and you're like three months earlier, I was sitting at a table with 35 family members having a great time, yeah. you know, no worries in the world worrying about, you know, what girl I'm talking to, yeah. or what nightclub I'm going go to go yeah. to now having no life, yeah. no mates. And you know, I'm sleeping on a dirty mattress in a yeah. disgusting apartment. <laughs> you know, the, the harsh Puts things in perspective, yeah. Oh, for sure. And I mean, I think now you look at things and like I said, everybody goes through things that they think's a 10. You know, you would yeah, for things sure. things that you think is yep. a 10 and yep. then you hear somebody else talk, you know, maybe it's my story, maybe it's somebody else's story. Mm-hmm. you're like, fuck, maybe that was a three. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly, like, yeah. It's all It's, so it's perspective, all perspective, basically. yeah. Yeah, so to me, that was a 10 and it was the most challenging thing I've had to go through. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's people who did it much tougher than I have. Yeah. So for me at that time, it was like, where to from now Like how do I Just figure Like my main thing was How do I get out of This apartment Like Yep I just I was living terribly mm-hmm. I was eating terribly Yeah, You know it wasn't. I wasn't worried about friends Or
0: trying to travel or Any of that it Yeah like, yeah, how, yeah How do I get out of this That's low situation? on the priority list Yeah you know, Like how do I even
1: just You know put a dollar in my bank account? Yeah Like you know I've barely got enough money To eat mm-hmm. You know That was Yeah And just trying to figure out Like I think we all feel Sorry for ourselves When we go through These situations You yep. sit back and you go how am I here? But I think the main thing for me was focusing on. I'm not going to be that guy. Yeah. What's next? Yeah. I'm not going to sit there and cry. Yeah. It's not going to. It's not going to put money in my account. It's yeah. It's not going to. You know. For me, it was like, no, nah, I'm not going to be that guy. And yeah. I think that's anytime I've told the story, not many people know. And like, it's obviously a much longer, in-depth story. But it's, you know, everyone's like, oh, like, how'd you just keep going? So like, what do you mean? Like, yeah, I didn't have my mum to call. Yeah. I didn't have my dad to call and say, I can't
0: afford rent. Yeah. Or Someone else to yeah, lean back on, yeah. It was just like, no, you just go and figure it out.
1: Like, And, you know, it's made me who I am now, for mm. sure, because I don't go through that. There's no way I have would have achieved some of the things I've achieved or yeah. experienced some of the things I would have experienced just because it taught me that if you don't properly do it.
0: Yeah, yeah. fucking no one else will for you. But the, the I think that um, mindset is... Is such a, a good mindset to have. Like, even obviously, like you touched on perspectives, everything, and, and people go through shit every single day. And like you said, at the time, it may feel like it's fucking end of the world. And, and when you put it in perspective or, or give it some time, it could could be fuck all, really. But yeah, like, 100%. The, th- the the mentality that I've tried to adopt really is very similar to that. It's like, all right, no matter what what position you're in right now, like, what is the next step that yeah. can be taken straight away? Like you know everyone you, know, you can spend your time dwelling on things and then feeling sorry for yourself for a certain period of time but as quickly as possible like even if it's a very small fuck up with something to do with your your business or relationship whatever it is it's like what what is the next thing that i can do that will at least move me in the right direction and before we we hit record we're, we're touching on uh, we're chatting about your first kind of company uh, with the commercial real estate marketing or, or digital agency yep. yeah so Right, so we're we're up to the the point where you're kind of living on it in a shitty environment. Um, and how how does that happen? How do all of a sudden? How are you then running a a company that's that's working with clients paying a lot of money for your services? How does that come about?
1: Yeah, so it was a few years of grinding. Um, funny, I have quite a successful uncle, um, who's one of the founders of car sales. But right, he's he's my dad's brother, so wasn't a huge relationship there. Yep. Um, he obviously had heard through like my dad's mum, what had happened, the situation I was in, whatever. Um, but they're German, they're tough. They they don't believe in handouts and mm-hmm. he's incredibly successful. Um, and he sort of reached out and said, I'll get you an interview at, at car sales, but if you get the yeah, job, it's else. up to you. Yeah. I, I went to nine interviews at car sales for a customer service role and I just couldn't get the job. And right. you know, my uncle's one of the founders Sits on the board And they would just wouldn't give me a job Because ah. that's where he's from He's yeah. from you earn it you know? yeah. And especially walking in there With the same last name He was never going to give me the easy walk Yeah. So I think yeah Eight or nine interviews I had They finally gave me a job This was just answering phones This yeah. is nothing impressive yeah. right? This is just yeah. call centre work yeah. Glorified call centre work So finally got a job there um, It was obviously better paying Than my factory gig <laughs> yeah. like, Thank God So yeah jumped in there and just made sure that I outworked everybody. Mm-hmm. I was always just getting outworking. Yeah. So I'd answer more calls. I'd solve, solve more problems. Yeah. So at the end of the month, when they put up all the graphs, I was... Top of the one chance, yeah. And I just thought, if, as long as I do that, I mean, obviously, partly in the back of my head, I'm thinking, I can't fuck this up. Uh-huh. I can't fuck this up. Like, uh-huh. this is my one chance, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, went did that. Um, end up shit-talking my way into a job that I was definitely not qualified for. So they had a couple of websites at caravan sales, bike sales, okay. all these like second tier sites yep. to car sales. And they weren't selling ads on or they were doing very little of it. And uh, I went to the guy who was managing those and I said, oh, listen, don't pay me anymore. Mm-hmm. Just pay me commission. Let yep. me go out and sell. It's like what are you talking about? Like no one's gonna know. like yeah. I don't know if anyone knows about a caravan industry, but most people don't even have computers. Like yeah. that's where it was back yeah, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, just give me the chance. You don't need to pay me anymore. Mm-hmm. I'll come over. We'll see how we go. Yep. So uh, anyway, somehow negotiated a deal to move me departments to sell ads. And I was driving out to, end up buying like a piece of shit cars, like $2,000. I was driving out to like Campbellfield, you yeah, know right. to with caravan manufacturers and trying to convince them that they should buy banner ads. Yeah, yeah you know, right. Caravan <laughs> sales. And these guys are like, what are you talking yeah, about? what like, the fuck? Like, yeah. we, we don't, we're not even on the internet. Like, yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. So anyway, three months later, I was getting 100K out of each site in ads. Right. And oh like, oh, okay yeah and this kid yeah he knows what he's, what he's doing yeah so sort of
0: just talk my way through it ended up spending five years of car sales which taught me an incredible amount and um, continuing to progress in that department like in this in the marketing advertising side of it yeah so stayed within that space but um just mainly selling across those sites but okay
1: building out those those sites trying to yep. generate more revenue um just through selling display ads
0: and you mentioned banner ads like was there with facebook ads um, going then? Well, because Car Sales
1: owns all their platforms, they okay. just sell advertising space on their own platform. Uh, right. So okay, yep. You're buying any banner ads on right. like page okay. takeovers, like yep. you want to get a website and the whole whole page is covered in. Yeah. So we're just sort of learning about that. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was when it was like quite early days and Car yep. Sales was sort of only just starting to reach out yeah, and st- step away from just banner ads. Yep. Um, Spent five years there, was great. Ended up moving over to 9MSN when 9MSN was a juggernaut. Like, mm-hmm. um. Yep. Went over there and these guys were like 10 years ahead of anything that I'd ever seen. They're doing things and they were doing pre-roll ads like what we see on YouTube and stuff. Yeah, like They were doing this 12 years ago. Right, like Nobody had even thought yeah, about yeah. A car sales so went there and then this is when sort of that recession period hit and mm-hmm. I went there for six months and got made redundant and right. if I got made redundant at car sales I would've, they were in me a huge check and life would have been fine. Yeah, when I moved over there six months later I got made redundant and they wrote me a very very small check Yeah, and I was one of the like the better salespeople, but they were the perspective last one in first one out. Right. And they made like 200 people redundant. And I'm sitting here going, not again. Yeah. Like, fuck. Not fucking again. Yeah. yeah. Like how, like, yeah. how am I here again? Like, yeah. I can't find a job. Yeah. Barely got any money. I've got some money, but, yeah. you know, like I've saved some money and, you know, but I started making money. I started buying dumb shit that I couldn't afford. I brought cars I couldn't afford. Yeah. Like everything was on lease. Like, yeah. Okay. I just started making money, you know, yeah. i like, gone from nothing and this is a first chance Making a couple bucks Car yeah. sales pay me pretty well making getting good commission mm-hmm. Brought all this crap I couldn't afford yeah. to, Like living in a nice building In South Yarra yeah. And all of a sudden I got no money coming in
0: <laughs> Not again But now you've got the skill set
1: Well Yeah I mean I lost it all first Yeah. I lost it all for the second time I lost the car I lost the apartments I lost right. it all And you know Putting the calls to the uncle Trying to get oh, bailed out
0: But I lost the whole Fucking thing again Yeah Shit
1: Wow <laughs> Didn't learn, did yeah. learn my lesson, that's for sure. <laughs> I told you, I learned them harsh. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I remember like even at that stage and I'd obviously put the runs on the board in my uncle mm-hmm. and, you know, achieve some great things at Castle. I remember calling him, asking him for some money to pay my rent. He's like, no, nah, mate, not that, man. And uh ended up getting kicked out of my place, hadn't paid the rent, um, had to get a car, had a car taken off me for not paying, hadn't paid for six wow. months. Like, yeah. I, I've truly been through it all. Yeah. Like, yeah, I was just back in the same spot thinking, couldn't find a job. No, there was no media jobs mm-hmm. unless you're, a, you know, absolutely um, fight, yeah, gun. Yeah. You don't even get an interview. Yeah, Couldn't get a job anywhere. Literally looked for six months. Money starting to run out. Got nowhere to go. Um, sort of bouncing around from through places. I was just mm-hmm. like, I cannot believe I'm here again. And um, then this is when the agency starts. So I got a job working with a small media agency. Mm-hmm. Um, they were doing some real estate stuff. Met my business partner at the time there. Um and then the CEO there was just just a big party. Uh, he started not paying us and this right. and that. And um, that business ended up going under. So I was like, I'm going to have a crack. Mm-hmm. I reckon I can do it. Had a similar um, business model as what you're in. Similar, yeah. yeah. He was really focused on Resi. Yeah. And we okay. were like, no, nah, we're going to have a tra- crack at commercial. commercial business yeah. partner at the time, he had the production background. Mm-hmm. And I had the sales background. Yeah, it's like, what do we got to lose? Yeah. He had 3,800 bucks to my name. Yeah, Lived in a studio apartment and put it all into that and said, Let's have a crack. Let's do it. And off it went. And I just grinded, like, again, just, I had that grind mentality. hmm Just worked my ass off working, you know, 15-hour days every day, just mm-hmm. trying to make, bring in some money. We were doing, like, 2K jobs, $1,500 jobs. Anyway, okay. Just trying yep. to make some money in, because I didn't have any money coming in. Yeah. He hadn't been paid. Mm-hmm. He's just had a young kid, you know, we just needed the money. So we just hustled, and um, I was just going to meeting with anyone I could. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and then it ended up all ended up
0: Melbourne based. Melbourne um, City. Yeah.
1: Um, and then end up being across Australia. Yeah. Once we sort of got in, we ended up building relationships with like the JLLs, the Colliers, all the big boys. They just started using us on everything. And then Unreal. fast forward five or six years, and we were by far number one. We were absolutely crushing, like making more money than I ever thought. imagined. We yeah. Doing, unless it was a six figure deal, we didn't even pick up the call. Like it was just crazy. Unbelievable. And yeah. Um, <laughs> So yeah, that, that was interesting but wait, like, there's more Yeah, yeah wait. So yeah, that that one doesn't end so well either Hopefully you can find some better things <laughs> yeah. in, my, in the rest of my life But um, yeah, so I can't go into it too much But um, yeah, my business partner decided to uh, sort of hit the copy and paste uh, behind my back Which is a nice one Took uh, all the clients from behind my back um, Built a, the exact same business with a couple of other people And um, one day all the clients just stopped answering my calls yeah i was like what's going on here and then uh yeah i sort of did a lot of investigating and um found out that yeah my whole client list my whole business and everything had been taken from taken taken behind me and that was it all in one day i went from again picking up a wage to a day later knowing i'm not going to get paid anymore and i was making some serious money back then yeah and
0: um i'm assuming we uh maybe not as bad as the first time but i'm assuming you're in a similar position where you'd upgraded where you're living yeah what car you're driving all that type of stuff so your expenses sure. are a lot higher than what they typically would have been yeah that's what we do as humans isn't yeah it? Like, yeah exactly just yeah. i mean especially i think males but
1: the more money you give us yeah. we yeah more to spend it on yeah. you know? it's like first you know you sit in an economy then you make a few bucks you want to sit in business yeah. and you know you, you have a European car, then you want a Benz, and you want a better one, and yeah. unfortunately, we just find a way to spend more. Yeah, you, know, you always end up spending seventy percent, no matter mm-hmm. what the figure is. So, I was definitely spending more, and again, didn't didn't see it coming, it just is Yeah. This guy was, you know, someone I considered a brother. You know, like nothing off the table. Talk about anything. knew mm-hmm. ever, knew everything about each other that we shouldn't. And yeah,
0: wow, Dad. So that's. Man, there's some horrible people out there. What had anything did you see this cut you didn't see this coming at all? Like, nothing had happened between the two of you. you, just decided one day he was just going to be an absolute asshole. And yeah, I mean, look, I don't know the motive, yeah. Um, I really don't know the motive. I, I, I just started Doe
1: at the time, okay. Um, I wasn't on in, the side, yeah. So, okay. I wasn't in the office as much, yeah. I think it would have been a lot harder for him to do it sitting across from me. Right. So, we went from sitting across from each other for six years straight every single day, yeah, and speaking every single day, mm-hmm. and then. I was probably in the office three times okay. a week um, and we're still speaking every day. Yep. I was still doing everything that I should have been. Yep. I was still generating the all same revenue. Yeah. But I just think, you know, we're in very different phases of life. Yep. He had a couple of kids. I didn't, I was traveling, mm-hmm. enjoying life. I'm 12 years younger than him. Yep. You know, I think, I feel like people, once resentment starts, it's such a savage cycle. Like yeah. today I decide there's something about you you know, I feel like I resent or frustrates yeah. me, and it can be the smallest thing. Yeah, yeah. It just, it's you know, it's that snowball effect, yeah. and people just end up fixating so much. It's like
0: that. it's like the law of attraction manifestation, right? It's For like sure. you, you you focus on that one small thing, or you start really putting your attention, or even you know, like I try to do a lot of stuff around personal development. And it's like you think of the days where. First thing in the morning you wake up and you, you read a text or an email and it pisses you off. And then all of a sudden you get stuck in traffic, you fucking stab your toe, your buddy yeah. you get a parking fine, the whole it just starts to snowball, yeah. Hundred percent.
1: And but it's all the same thing happens, but if you you know, you receive a text message that you're getting a great tax return. Yeah. All of a sudden the other things don't matter.
0: I try I, I use this example, this analogy of uh, your birthday. Well, for most people anyway. You think of like the day like on your birthday, it could be like a fucking Tuesday and you've got this shittest day at work and you just have the best fucking day. Like you're just like, fucking yeah, like I can't like wait to Tuesday go for Thursday. this meeting. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. best. It's just all, literally it's all mindset. It's all how you you perceive things mentally.
1: I think that's a, come back to the perception thing. You know, yeah. It's all very much how you choose to interpret it, interpret what's happening right in front of you. Yeah. And I think, you know, the less that you buy in and ride the waves, like mm-hmm. there's like some analogy about how, Don't ever be all the way at the top, all the way at the bottom. Too
0: high with the highs and too low with the lows. Yeah. Yeah. Just
1: spend as much time in the middle as you can. Yep. Everybody's gonna go through shit. Mm. You've gone through shit. Like I said, it's a ten. You've also gone through shit that doesn't matter. Yeah. But that doesn't matter might destroy me. So so you just go through things going understanding that life's fucking amazing, Mm. but it's also fucking shit. Yeah. And it is for everyone. Nobody can dodge that ball. Yeah, you know. And
0: and that can be difficult at times to live in the middle. But if, if you can, do yeah, it. And yeah, and I think
1: that's one of the biggest things that all this shit has taught me. Mm-hmm. That like, fuck me, I've, ex- I've experienced some things that are unfucking unbelievable. believable yeah. I never thought I'd experience. Mm-hmm. I've also experienced some things you should never have to go through. Yeah, which
0: you also probably wouldn't have thought you'd ever have to experience. Yeah, yeah <laughs> and I would never wish upon anything. Yeah.
1: But like when you step back from it and go, well, what is five days a week of my life compared to, you know, the... Really shit day. Yeah. Really good day. Yeah. Five days are amazing. I'll do whatever I want. I go to work when I want. I get up when I want. I don't set an alarm. Mm -hmm. Like there's a lot of things in my life, yeah, which lots of people would give anything for. Yeah. But your perception is, well, this is where I am. It doesn't matter. You know, even for you, you know, like being able to be your own boss, being able to do this. Exactly. Yeah. If you look back five years ago, yeah, and been like Oh I, w- I wish I could do that mm. Now you get here You don't think like that Yeah 100% And like exactly. that's progressive as a human We yeah. think like that We forget what we went through To get here Which yep. it's a blessing And a curse But yep. sometimes I think You know My uncle taught me You know You have to That Like when things are good You have to reward successes Because you always forget about them It's a yep. rat race otherwise yep. And he told me that When I first started My business Like many years ago And he said Reward the successes mm-hmm. Because you will end up forgetting Yeah And I was like at the time, I was like shut up, idiot! Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what do
0: you know? It's funny. Like I listened this podcast. I was listening to sorry uh, meditation. I was listening to the other day. Like I'm, uh, I'm assuming you're the same. Like I'm not very big on remaining content. Like particularly within like work or whatever I'm trying to like whatever goal I'm working towards. Being content for me is just like a fucking yeah. Impossible. No, <laughs> but like he 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 talked about this thing. It's like you know if you can on, on like an, another pathway, like be content with your actual life. Not in the way of like where you are in terms of working towards your goals, but like, can cont- like just sit in content like right now. Like, yeah, I'm sitting here having a really good conversation. I'm fucking healthy. Uh, well, whatever. Like, c- I'm content right now, and you actually enjoy those those moments so much more instead of just thinking to yourself like we talked about the highs and the lows. It's like, all right, well, I'm doing this podcast, but I really want to go out for a fucking really nice dinner tonight. So instead of enjoying this next 45 minutes of us talking. I'm like thinking about how good dinner's going to be. And then you yeah, don't yeah. enjoy any of it. It's of like, course. yeah, it's interesting. So you've got the, um, the agency that falls to shit and, uh, you get stuffed over there. You've already got dough running and did that initial, was that initially all just e-commerce?
1: Nah. So you had the location. F- yeah. It was just the fact that I, so the fact that this is still in my life, this business is absolutely dough. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was never supposed to be anything. This was just like, we used to, I used to buy sneakers, super into sneakers. Mm-hmm. Um, like the boys would be like, oh, can you get us a pair? And all of a sudden, instead of buying one pair, now I'm buying 10 pairs, yep. 12 pairs. Yep. I was like, oh, fuck, maybe I'm onto something here. Like, you know, I'd used to have been to the US a couple of times, seen what they're doing over there. And I was like, oh, you know, there has to be a market here yeah. for it. But never really took it too seriously. Launched a crappy website, didn't know what I was doing. Sort of just left it. Um, I made a mind, Chris, yeah, he's like, wanted purpose. So anyone who knows Chris, he's yeah. Chris like my little brother. We've been through a lot together, but, you know, from very different worlds. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah 100%. Is, uh, you know it's almost opposite story. You know, it's about yeah. as opposite as you yeah. can so chris um didn't come from coburg that's for sure but <laughs> yeah i mean anyone who knows chris's first car was an event at all like that's that's yeah. the life he lived and he was like oh bro just give me some purpose man. I'm like yeah. right, i reckon if i have a shop and give me some good structure mm. you know this kid has no reason to get up in the morning you yeah know, like i love chris but you know he sleeps till four o'clock and text you and be like good morning you know that's just sort of how it goes yeah. so
0: um and that won't change his life whatsoever no yeah not at all <laughs> yeah. like
1: you know it's just on a different you know just raised so differently to us and yep. you know when you have zero money worries mm. you know the world looks a lot different yeah um so yeah like he wanted a percentage um and i was like yeah cool like well brothers cool i'll sell you a piece Buy a buy he's like let's do a shop i was like mate i'm fucking crushing at the moment right? i'm seeing more money than i've ever made yeah life's good i don't need a shop this
0: was just online this one is yeah, just online, yeah. yeah. And then this
1: is just before the business, like my other business fell apart. Uh, and okay. he's saying, let's do a shop, let's do a shop. I'm like, yeah. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. My life's just. an agency to run, My agency's going all right, making a few bucks, like, let's yeah. chill, yeah. He's like, no, no, no. Like, let's do a shop. Yeah. It'll be good. Like, I can work X amount of days, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, all right, cool. So we just went and signed a lease in about like, absolute retards. So I no idea. Never any retail experience. There's one on High Street, yeah. Like, yeah. At the top there. Yeah. No retail experience. No idea how to run a shop. Yeah. Literally no idea what it took. Um, So off we went, hired a shop, got a shop and somehow tried to pull together a functioning retail store. Um, Unfortunately, Chris continued to wake up at four o'clock. So didn't work (laughs) as many shifts as he said he would. And um, yeah, ended up, like Chris and I ended up parting ways. I brought him out and um, ended up having to spend a fair bit of time there. And uh, unfortunately, that's where this whole come about. I think it was already on the cards, the losing other business, because yep. it sort of happened way too quickly. You know, I, I only sort of picked up more time there. And okay. In like a couple of weeks, it right. was already gone. Yep. So it was obviously already, you know. In the works. Yeah, the wheels were turning. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but I guess the blessing in all that, as much as I try and find a blessing in that mm-hmm. one, um, is that I had something to get up and go to the, go to yeah. the next day. Yeah, um, dough wasn't exactly making money, but it gave me something to get up in the morning for. Mm-hmm. And, Sometimes just the purpose of that. I swear that was the thing that saved me because that one broke me probably worse than any of them. Like yep. the mum stuff was very challenging, but I was young. Yeah. I was young and dumb. Um, You
0: know, this one really hurt me because... Especially the accumulation of, you know, this is the third time that yeah. shit like this has happened and to the extreme every single time. Yeah. For sure. And to
1: like a brother, like yep. this is on someone that, you know, your relationship with your mum, no matter how good, it's still your mum, you know, yep. but to someone that, you know... I was, we spoke very openly yeah. to everything, spent six years side by side, and ran up this business from absolutely nothing mm-hmm. to like an absolute juggernaut. And then that was the one that hurt me most. And yeah. I think if I didn't have dough at the time, it would have been very, very tough for me to keep it all together. Yeah. Because I just knew I couldn't let that drop. I was so, I was so yeah. worried about failing again. Yeah. And I felt like I put myself out there, like anybody who follows me knows, I don't care. I say whatever you yeah. I think. I, yeah. I'm the opposite of a people pleaser. Like yeah. yeah. I love that. And I was just so worried that this was going to be everyone's chance. Oh, I remember when I opened Doe, I tagged every competitor and I was like, fuck you, I'm coming. <laughs> like, that's some idiot I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I put the pressure on myself yeah, and yeah. then my other business falls over. And <laughs> then I'm like, fuck now, I actually have to yeah. make it work, you know? Yeah. And there's no money coming in to top it up. Yep. When you're making all this money, yeah, I couldn't have failed it though because yeah. I had the money to fix it. Yeah, But now there's no money coming in.
0: Tell, tell us, uh, explain to the listeners about, about like how that process works. So obviously like you have these... High-end, like um, really nice and expensive shoes and yeah. and, and clothing apparel and, and whatever else in there. What's the process of getting it into the store? Because I mean, like a lot of the shoes are obviously like limited edition shoes that I'm assuming you're not just buying on the site sa- on the website when they get no. released. Like, how does that I've process paid work? Never a shoe at retail. Yeah. Never, oh, really? Ne-
1: never never paid retail for a shoe. So, Crazy. Yeah.
0: So I, I just mean, find that interesting. Yeah, I think a lot of people would be intrigued to hear how that process actually works. It's funny because we
1: actively try and not talk about it in the business. Okay. Because I feel free not. You no, no, it to, doesn't. Yeah. It's, it, I guess our go-to-market is to not because yep. like we, I guess if you think about the transition of how many people touch these shoes and where yeah. they come from, it's not as appealing yeah, as yeah, when yeah. you're sitting on the shelf. Yeah. But um, pretty much the way we get stock is I have four or five suppliers mm-hmm. there, anywhere from the US to Belgium to Singapore, anywhere around the world. No, I don't get any stock from Australia. Okay. And the stock quantities over there are like 15, 20, 100 X, what Australia gets. So I remember back in the days, like when certain shoes were- From drop. release? Yeah, from release. Okay, yeah. Like I remember when the Easy Ye- Zebras first dropped mm-hmm. in Australia, I think they released 22 pairs in Victoria. I brought in like 40 myself. I was bringing wow. in more than they released in the state. In the state, yeah. And so we were getting them all shipped over because yeah. you know, you're know you talking 350 million people in the US mm. versus you know 20 odd here. It's like the quantities are just tiny. Yeah. So we're shipping them from there. Um these relationships have been built on years. So yeah. I'll get t. Te- I'll check my phone now. I'll be getting sent lists. Like the whole time I'm sitting here, people will be I'll sending A stock to lists. choose from? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I've got this, I've got that. Okay. What do you want? Whatever. Yeah. We'll transfer a truck ton of money to them. Mm-hmm. We'll send them labels for like DHL, UPS, whatever. Mm-hmm. They'll box them all up. They'll ship them over to us. Even that is a process in itself. Yeah. We get it here. We inspect it, authenticate it, check all the lists off, whatever. And then it gets listed on the site. But you know- you quite often buying off people who are not business savvy. You know, you're talking about like 18 to 22-year-old kids yeah. who have access to big quantities, whether that's they have relationships at the warehouses, whether they have relationships at shops. Mm-hmm. Lots of our um, Europe stock is just all from retailers back door. Where like that stuff right. doesn't happen here, but it still happens over there. Okay, So you're talking like in Belgium where right. the scene isn't quite as big. Yeah, They'll go around and be mates with 10 retailers, okay. and get 10 bucks on top of each pay and take every unit so those guys will message us and charge us like 60 bucks on top yeah and then we'll take them and then we'll bring them here and charge 100 on top but it's um i think the real misconception about what we do is that it's like this huge money maker and like
0: that's what i wanted to touch on next like give us an idea of what that looks like so obviously someone coming in purchasing a pair of shoes that let's say they're a thousand bucks yeah what is again like only if you're happy to talk about yeah, the no, ship no, but no. like what, what's like a profit margin like on, on a, a say a pair of Yeezys or whatever like a shoe, a shoe that someone's paying a, a few grand for like what type of profit margins is dosing on something like that nothing like such minute
1: like we're sort of working in best case sort of 20-25% absolute right. best case but what people don't realise is okay say say for example the journey of a $1,000 shoe we buy a $1,000 shoe from the US right mm-hmm. I buy 50 of them Yep. we transfer someone up front so one, that person yeah. just block me, delete me, never speak Fuck to me off. again. Yeah. Like, how am I going to fly to the US tomorrow and find him, you know? That's a huge Some of these risk, people i itself met. yeah Three of my suppliers I've never met.
0: Wow. Like, so you're putting a lot of trust in people you have no idea really of course. much about. them. Yeah, yeah. and there's yeah. no like,
1: there's no <coughs> vetting these people. Yeah. Like, what I'm going to do call my competitor and say, yeah. hey, do you know this guy? And they're <laughs> so there's no vetting. And then 50 of those $1,000 pairs get shipped here. We've got to chop them up into... X amount of boxes If anything goes wrong They get lost They get stopped by customs They get damaged They get Like We get boxes rock up And they're just completely soaked Every shoe's ruined Fuck So there's no accountability For yeah. that Like, And I think that's Where people really Forget the journey So these shoes rock up We finally do get them here mm-hmm. And we ship them out With those posts And yeah. posts loses them Or they damage them Yeah And at the end of the day When I'm supposed to see the customer Oh too bad like Yeah We end up covering it's the lot It's not our fault Yeah we, <laughs> offer, we offer insurance But so many customers Don't take it Yeah Take it and then we end up replacing the shoe. So mm-hmm. if you think...
0: If so I is that... Uh, sorry to cut you off. Is that... Um, so if someone purchases online. Yep. Is that their customer journey to them, or is the stock... Are you guys sending out the stock to customers in... Say if someone buys it and they live in Melbourne. Yep. Is their stock coming directly from overseas to no, them, it's or is it coming, it's coming to, to you first? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's coming yeah. to us. like 90% of our
1: stock is here at the warehouse, okay, yep. but some of the new release stuff will have processing time. Yep. Just because the Stocks only just be released. Like, we, we dropped the reverse Travis Mock yeah. last week, and they only came out one day ago, but we yeah. already have stock on the way to us. Okay, so yeah. we obviously try and maximize on the hype mm-hmm. and get people to secure the pairs. Obviously, it's at a higher price point, but yeah, you know, people get to lock away their pairs. Mm-hmm. What I sold them at is actually cheap compared to market now, yeah. And everybody's trolling us a week ago, okay, yeah. So it's one of those yeah. things, but yeah. you know, like, even if you think that thousand dollar shoe now has taken so many risks just to get to the customer, it's come to us, mm. customers
0: didn't
1: take it. UPS didn't damage it. Yeah, we've got it. The shoe's here. It's in good condition. Like half these guys, I don't care. They ship me 50 pairs and they're all busted. Like five of them busted. They don't care. Well, yeah, they they do ship yeah. yeah, So we've got it. Now we send it to the customer. They actually do receive it. They decided to pay on Afterpay. Afterpay goes, oh, cool. We'll take 6% off the merchant. So people don't realize. all uh, right So now you're talking about a $1,000 shoe. Yeah. You lose 6% off the sale because mm-hmm. someone couldn't pay me today. Yep. And then we ship it for free so you lose another percent or two sure, there as well yeah so like if you go across the board you lose 8 8.5% 8. off each sale yeah you're making a 20% margin yeah, 25% right. margin yeah you have to turn over a ridiculous amount of stock to be yeah. to be profitable because you can't allow for anything to go wrong
0: yeah exactly right so on that topic or well actually firstly so is it hard with continuity in terms of stock like because they are limited release um, shoes yep. so let's say for example you're, you're running like low on stock and there's shoes that you're waiting to even arrive in the country yep does that come become quite difficult in terms of having enough stock at all times yes and no or is it like just like planning the, uh, way ahead in advance to make sure that that's always kind of on the higher end of stock I mean sometimes you
1: just can't get just it can't, yeah. sometimes you just can't and it's obviously frustrating when a shoe's killing it and you just can't find it mm. um, but also the price continually goes up yeah and if you think you have to start with 10 pairs of something yep Within three months, they all got sold. Three people wore them. The other people flipped them again. Yep. All of a sudden, it's much harder to find another 10. Yeah. And the price of 10 is now worth more. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, we very rarely adjust our prices. Yeah. And we're in the game of, you know, we're the, like, we're the necessary evil. So we're always on the back foot because people are like, yep. oh, you guys are the resellers. But, like... I guess my perception of it is, well, we are, but we you also don't have to sleep on the street for three days to get a pair of shoes. Yeah, pillows. we are, but how the fuck are you going to get them without us? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like, we do try and be as competitive as possible. Yeah. And like, I think the misconception is, is like, oh, they're $550 shoes. Right, you paid $190 for them. Like, please. Yeah. If I, yeah. For them, I wouldn't be here. I'd be she in South them up at the of, big I'd market. In, yeah, I'd be in South of France <laughs> and you wouldn't see me. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, if the profit margins are that good, yeah. like, life would be amazing. But, yeah. You know, chasing up stock making sure you've got the right inventory you know always making sure you've got the consistent sellers you mm-hmm. know th- searching the world for the big quantities you know yep. we're, not, we're not buying 10 pairs like unless you've got 100 150 200 300 pairs it's probably not really worth that not worth it yeah
0: um so it's one of those things it's well it's on that challenge. topic like obviously having to sell a lot of volume to to increase your profits as a as a business as a company like what are the avenues you're going down obviously you yourself coming from um marketing and advertising background and actually having that skill set of understanding marketing and, and how to market well. Like I think even, you know, I, I watch a lot of your content on, on social media and you're just extremely good at marketing. Like whatever it is, whether it is for Doe or whether it's just your own shit or even I think before you opened the cafe or something along, yeah, maybe it wasn't the cafe or know, yeah. Spots, yeah. Um, stuff like that. It just seems like it's, it's highly engaging. So you obviously know what you're doing. So what is your... Kind of whole strategy around marketing with Doe. Like, I obviously I receive a lot of texts and emails and stuff from Doe. But like, <laughs> yeah, is it yeah. is it kind of the only real avenue with that type of price point to do paid marketing? Yeah, and I word mean, of mouth, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's
1: the online space. Anyone in the e-commerce business right mm. now is, you know, if you're not really trying to innovate, things are tough. Yeah, you know? um, you're literally at the at the mercy of your paid socials, and mm-hmm. that's just. The never-ending devil.
0: Fucking ever-changing, yeah.
1: It's just like, no matter, even when you feel like you're, you know, cruising, things are going well, you can just be like, you know, you get ad account. account or if yeah. I've had my ad account disabled like six times. Like, you right. watch your rev drop 80% in one day. You know, yeah. like, it's yeah. a scary thing, you know, like, you almost just, like, you almost end up feeling like it drops you to Facebook or yeah. to Google or whatever. You're not, but you feel like it. Because yeah. if they just one day decide to turn you off, mm-hmm. which we've had happen, like, multiple times, it's like, well, now I'm just off the face of the earth. And yeah. like, now I just have, like, where's my four years of grind gone? Like, yeah. it just feels like it's not there. Yeah. And, you know, having a good ad server and having a good team has just been a never-ending battle for what I've done. Like, we've seen, you know, the growth in the past two years is, like, mind-boggling. I did not yeah, even think people... crazy. Would, like, obviously, I know some of my competitors really well, and I don't even think people spend that much money as a whole versus, like, what each business may do. On paid
0: marketing. No, just on like sales. Oh, on sales, sales, sorry. Yeah. Sales, yeah, like the yeah. rev that you can do. Yeah.
1: Sneaker resale. Yeah. And just to think the amount of money that, you know, like when I started Armadale, we are doing 10, 15K a month in sales. Yeah. you know, I'm spending almost 100K a month on ads. Yeah.
0: At so, the moment? Yeah. Fucking hell. So when you think <laughs> crazy, about it. Yeah. Crazy, yeah. you think about you Return that, on that, yeah. And, yeah,
1: like oh, I couldn't even do that in 10 months. Yeah. And I'm spending that on ads.
0: That's crazy. So. And do you put that down to just, Longer time in the game, more brand awareness, or changing of strategies, or just spending more money on marketing.
1: A bit of all three. Bit of all three. Like, yeah, I think we try and have our own lane. Yeah, in a very saturated space, mm-hmm. you know, this kids selling sneakers for hundred fifty dollars cheaper than me yeah. out of their, you know, mum's living room. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, trying to give ourselves a brand and an identity. Yep. I think I've always really struggled with. As much as this is probably surprise you, I've struggled with putting myself out there with dough. Okay. I'm happy to do it on my own Instagram yeah. but I've been very reluctant to put my face to dough. Okay. Um I feel like faceless brands are uh, more appealing mm-hmm. um, but I think over the time and I guess
0: a little easier to sell if you ever decide to sell yeah. sell as well For if sure. your face is not tied to the brand yeah definitely
1: and I just think like I'm fucking polarising bro Yeah, you know, I yeah. Am, I'm yeah. fucking polarising and I'm, that's who I am mm-hmm. and I'm very unapologetic and I just don't yeah. fucking care and Yeah, because of the things I've been through in my life I, I really just don't care yeah. and I love my business. I love, you know, a very, very small circle. Mm-hmm. And I think that's always been the worry about like putting my face to something. Like mm-hmm. all of a sudden you link the two and you're like, yeah. man, this guy's a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> like, I kinda want to shoes off This guy, like, you know yeah. what I mean? And I think that's why I've always been so wary of it. So I think it's a mixture of, I put myself out there a little bit more on on dough. Mm-hmm. We've tried to do things a little bit differently. We've tried to make it a bit more of a, um, a bit more brand company focused okay. yeah. opposed to like the resellers. Yep. And then, yeah. Progressively spending more
0: on ads, which is obviously the devil. And that's that's mind-blowing. It's not fun. Yeah. It's really not fun. Trust me. Well, fuck, especially when things like the, yeah, like you said, like getting your ad accounts blocked or changing of algorithms, all this different type of shit. It's just You just watch your whole business disappear,
1: you know, and like when things aren't good, you know, and you're spending that sort of money. Like Mm. if you think about profit. That's got to be stressful. Yeah. My whole life is (laughs) stressful. That's all I do. I just stress, like it's yeah
0: um, do you see how how long do you see yourself staying um like uh, owning Doe Store or, or like is it, do you have like a long-term plan of where you want it to be and how long you want to stay in there or
1: yeah i mean it i never did until of late yeah of late i think i've tried to think more of having that hey can we get to a certain number mm-hmm. and then try and sell so, sell it yep. uh, not anytime soon yeah um, I think it's a very unique beast, like the relationship I have with my suppliers, yeah, effectively true. the whole business. You know, mm-hmm. if I give you my phone and you text these guys, they're never going to text you back. Yeah. So yeah. it becomes like trying to figure out ways where that is becoming less reliant on me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, those are juggernaut, but it's a, just such a big business. And it's yeah. at such a point where, you know, it's, just got so much involvement in it, and so much pressure. Yeah, from like a numbers perspective, that if you're not doing X, Y, and Z numbers wise, yeah, you're not making money. Yeah, and like you know, you go from doing 10k a month to doing a million in a month, and <laughs> you still don't feel profitable. Mental. Yeah, you know. Well, like that's it. We did that in 12 months. We we went 2020 March before we went to Collins Street store. Yeah, we got we built that shop. We signed the lease in December 2019. Had no <laughs> such thing as COVID. Yeah. They poured in stupid amount of money to build another shop. out, yeah. Yeah, build this shop. 26th or 27th of March, builder comes over, gives a certificate to trade next day, lockdown. <laughs> Sat in this, you know, 150 square metre, full yeah. glass, unbelievable shop, whatever. You're fucking joking me, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> and we hadn't done 100K a month. Never. We'd never done 100K a okay. month before yeah. then. And, you know, then within the past like 18 months, mm. you know, we did as much as a million in a month. And still the profit that you make is still so fine yeah you know when you run it back to that
0: yeah i think that's the thing like for a lot of people that look at you know even watching podcasts and whatnot with like ceo ceos and whatnot and you see like the clickbait of like this company's doing this much money per month or per year or whatever and those that haven't like been in it or like have that understanding around the profit margins and whatnot, you kind yeah, of just automatically assume make. like this CEO is fucking balling. Well, it doesn't matter what you make. Yeah, it exactly. Yeah, it's, it's how much profit you can
1: make. Yeah, it, like if you give me a 90 percent of its profit, I'd much prefer that. Yeah, then yeah. you give me my million dollars and I get you know eight percent profit. Like yeah, what I think of the work I have to do to make a million to make it. To it yeah, to receive eighty k on the back end. Mm-hmm versus another business
0: which might and and that being so vulnerable in terms of yeah everything changing so quickly yeah yeah yeah
1: also just the consumer market yeah that's the problem with though it's like it's a great business Mm. but it needs to be running like optimal performance you you need to be like running at peak for it to really do well do well and be profitable Yeah. yeah otherwise you're just running such fine margins yeah
0: you mentioned right at the start, um, you know, you figured out quite quite quickly that school wasn't necessarily for you. And I think, you know, to be fair, like a lot of the guests that we've had on um, feel pretty similar. You see a lot of people who do well in business, whatever um, industry they're in. Typically, that that is the case. But obviously, in some respect, they are extremely Um, Obviously, extremely knowledgeable, but they learn exceptionally well in certain ways. So, like, have you found a a specific way for you that you find more effective than others? Like, I know for myself, like even like reading and stuff. Like, I'd much prefer to listen to an audio book. I find that I learn a lot better visually or audio, like through audio, compared to sitting there reading like a textbook or or fucking reading a course online. Like, I learn a lot better through either experience, obviously, like yourself, or through audio or or visual. Like, have you found a certain way that when you are trying to upskill or learn something new? that is your preferred way of educating yourself? Honestly, just think
1: my whole life philosophy since like, you know, what I went through when I was younger is just outwork. Okay. I'm not smart, bro. I'm not, anything that I've done is through hard work. Hard work. And like, I get lots of DMs like, you know, I market myself a certain way on Instagram. Yeah. Every DM is like, how yeah. do I make money, bro? How do I do this? How do I do that? And every time it's just outwork anyone yeah. that you're up against, bro. If you yeah. outwork
0: anyone, you know. The one answer that no one fucking wants to hear because yeah. no one's willing to do it. That's the yeah. hardest,
1: hardest one of the lot. You yeah. Know? Like, I'm sure you get up every day before me. I'm sure you eat better than me. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's harder. Yeah. But then I'm sure I do things which you would think is harder. Yeah, right? 100%. And yeah. that's just where it comes down. you prepared to do the work in the field that you want to or yeah. not. And that's... I'm not smart, bro. I'm not like people's. I oh, not You've done. I'm not smart, bro. I just learn from the really bad mistakes yeah. and figure out a way to do it better. And,
0: and don't make the same mistakes again.
1: Three times, yeah. Try once not, not to. After, once don't I get make the same train. mistakes more yeah. than three don't, times. Yeah. On the fourth, you learn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, it's just hard work, bro. Like, yeah. And that's like spot on what you said. That's the one no one wants to hear. They want to hear, I oh, know, do this. Put, yeah. Put some money into that or do this. Do this course and you'll be fine. Yeah. yeah like, it's just not the way,
0: bro. What, uh, in your personal life, like outside of working all the time and all that type of stuff, like what what do you get enjoyment out of outside of anything to do with work? I don't. Not enough.
1: Honestly, not enough. I just got engaged, which is exciting. Um, yeah, congratulations. Thanks, yeah. mate. Something I never thought I would do, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was telling my fiance I was like, I didn't think I'd ever actually want to. Yeah. I think as guys, we. That's a good
0: sign then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I'm sure she's happy about that. But yeah, I think as guys, we quite often end up doing it because it's, like, the next step or the right thing to do or, like... Social pressure. pressure. Yeah, Yeah. things like that. And that was never thing; like, she was completely surprised. She had no idea. So um, it was something that I wanted to do, which I never thought I'd want to do. I think um, she's been a huge blessing. Like, absolute. Like, I was in a long-term relationship, which was challenging, and I came out of that and, you know, met my current um, partner. And having someone that's in your corner... Mm -hmm. There's a big difference between having someone in your corner yeah. and someone being supportive of what you do, and yeah. I think that's a very blurred line. Lots yeah. of people want to wrap their arm around you yeah. and say, "I'm on your team." Yeah, yeah. yeah. But there's a big difference because yeah. it's very easy to be on a team that's winning, but it sucks to be on a team that's losing. Yeah, and yeah, she's like I spend most of my. I only have one day off a week. I still work six days a week. Yeah, um, even Sundays is still got some work elements to it. But mm-hmm. my Sundays are mainly spent on the couch with the missus Okay, yeah, but, that's um, awesome. Yeah, we do a few things. We, we play a bit of poker, a few of the boys. We, you know, watch sport. We do that sort of stuff. But yeah. I don't do heaps. I don't have a lot of downtime and I'm a big chiller, man. I just, <laughs> when I get home, yeah. I, I just sit on the couch and watch sport, muck
0: around. and With with your partner now being your fiancé and then obviously yourself coming from like a, a tough um, childhood, obviously you mentioned your old man wasn't really present and then having the the breakdown of the relationship with your mum. Do you have... Uh, like, do you have hopes of having kids yourself? And like, have has that kind of like molded how you feel like you would be as as a parent? Is there like certain things that obviously I think you mentioned right at the start, which I really loved how your mum ingrained in you very early on that like if you want something, you have to work for it. Like, it's not just going to be given to you. Is there certain like qualities or, or or I guess characteristics that you find that you would be quite good as a parent with? Now with all the stuff that you've had to go through, I think you hope so. Yeah, but you never really know. Never know. I think. I think. I just got back from overseas
1: and I think seeing people with kids is the best contraception. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it seems to ruin yeah. it. My missus is like, we got to keep these kids out. I'm like, what you talking about? Like they're having the worst time. I don't want to be in Vegas with a toddler. Yeah. Like. But, um, I would love to have kids one day. Yeah, for sure. I, I don't think now's the right time. Um, my girlfriend has a, cu- um, three juice bars. So we have one inside mm-hmm. a store yeah. in Port Melbourne and we got effectively four businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just so much going on Yeah But I would love to Yeah for sure I think I think when you're You know One of your parents Isn't in the picture And I think Especially for a male um, Yeah I think having There's a lot of things I wasn't taught mm-hmm. Being a man How to be a man Just male things mm-hmm. And I think there That's one of the big things I would like to do better Take joy out of Yeah um, And you know I think this They say the The story is I was speaking to um, To Troy Candy About this yesterday Funny enough Because he's obviously Just had a kid And we would Talking about how there's like this wives tale that that males only feel the love gene when they have a kid. Yeah, okay. It's not, it's not possible yeah, for them. Yeah. I don't know how true that is. Yeah, but, <laughs> um, that they never feel that level of love until they have a first kid. And um, it's funny. Like all my mates are like, yeah, like the all the same ones thing. Yeah, kids are like, yeah, yeah this is just a different level of love. So um, I think you see that. You know, with dads with their kids, yeah, yeah you see that, that it almost clicks for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think timing's everything. Yeah, know. for sure.
0: What um what was I going to say? Oh yeah, so again, coming back to, um, and I think we've kind of uh, cemented in by now that uh, this all just didn't just fall on your lap. But obviously, the nice cars, the the expensive watches, the the lifestyle that you are able to live now purely because of the work that you put in and continue to put in, enjoying the fruits of your labor, as you've mentioned. What are uh, out of the the beautiful car collection that you've had up until this point? What's probably the the nicest car or the most enjoyable car you've you've ha- had or owned?
1: Um. My missus just brought a G-Class. so oh, Unreal. That's hers. She's got a blue G-Class. Um, oh, I've seen that floating
0: around for yeah, Melbourne, yeah. Yeah. So
1: that's probably the most enjoyable. I think that's the most iconic car. Like, Yeah. Um, I think, like, especially in our age bracket, yeah. like, when G-Classes first became super mm-hmm. cool, you never saw them. That was like, you know, it's maybe not the coolest. Yeah. But, um, I After think- I spent a
0: heap of time in LA, uh, before I spent much time in LA, I wasn't a fan. And, and then after multiple everywhere. years now, I'm like, "Fuck! I love G wagon, like yeah, LA Commodore, yeah, like, it's like, like the, the Camry, yeah." <laughs> so,
1: I mean, it's probably I think that's the coolest car. Yeah, um, it's low key cool. I think it'll always be that. Mm. And you know, when you spend a stupid amount of money on effectively a truck, it's yeah, <laughs> just something very cool. About yeah. that car. Um, they're everywhere now, but I've been fortunate enough to drive. You know, obviously being friends with Chris helps. I've like a couple <laughs> yeah. of nice cars myself, but yeah, I've been fortunate enough to drive, you know, so many cool cars and, you know, even hiring cool cars overseas and stuff like that. But yeah, I think like Ferrari is by far the most enjoyable car you yeah. can drive. But yeah, yeah. Um, I think
0: as an all-rounder, the G-Class is just such a cool car. Um, you hear so often from from people who, who make a truckload of money, buy all the things that they've always dreamed of, blah, 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 and you hear the same story over and over again, that it doesn't bring, or after a while, it doesn't bring the joy that you once thought it would, or it doesn't fill that void. Is that is that the case for you? Like, obviously, you do sure. a lot of nice stuff. Like, do you still get any or much, if any, enjoyment out of buying these expensive luxury items now that everyone kind of froths on Instagram? Do you still take much joy out of that? Nah. I mean,
1: yes and no. I think, I take in so much, I don't really watch or read much, but when I do take in things that relate to me, I remember listening to someone talk about how you can never be happy 10. You can never be the happy 10 more than once. Mm. And- like it literally hit me. I was like, what the fuck? It's the truest thing. Like yeah. I remember I brought an A45 Benz and like when I brought that car, that was the best fucking day of my life. Yeah. Truly. Like yeah. That was the best fucking day of my life. Mm-hmm. And I progressively bought better
0: Benzes. Hope your missus isn't listening to this. Yeah. <laughs> By the engagement. Second best. To. Yeah.
1: <laughs> 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 no, but like, I was like, that was literally the best day. Yeah. Truly. It was the yeah. best fucking day. I brought a used A45. Mm-hmm. It was like 40 grand. It was fully leased. Like, you know what I mean? It, it yeah. was the best fucking day of my yeah. life. And then I went and brought it. C63 And then I had a GT And all these things Every time it Progressively got worse Worse yeah And it's like Again it comes back To perspective Because mm-hmm. If I had Gone and brought um, It's like the story goes Like if your dad Comes to you And gives you a Commodore Right mm-hmm. As your first car yeah. You don't come from much money That's the 10 Right mm-hmm. so It's a fucking 10 yeah. But if Someone If he'd given you a BMW Right mm-hmm. And then a week later He'd given you a Commodore Now the Commodores is a 3 Yeah but it's all perspective-based perspective, again. yeah. And I think that's where, like, I think it all just comes back to now for me is, is like, I still really enjoy that stuff. Like, mm-hmm. when you're having a shit day and you get to drive, yeah. nice home, it yeah. still feels good, you yeah. know? Like, yeah. it does. Like, I would say that money is not the answer to happiness, but it fucking helps. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't yeah. get me wrong, it fucking yeah. helps. Like, yeah. I've got to experience some really cool shit and, like, I'm definitely, you know, don't take money advice from me. That's for sure. I spend you know, I'm definitely not going to take any with me. That's for sure. I'm going to spend it before (laughs) I go. But like, you know, the experience stuff is the best fucking stuff.
0: Yeah. That's what, that's my opinion. I think, you know, being, having the ability to make the money, to do the things that you actually enjoy and to have the freedom to do the things you enjoy, not so much for the material things. And as as you said, like you do get certain amounts of enjoyment out of them, but the experiences for me, like being able to fucking, like said, pay to go on a trip to somewhere around the world where you have the experience with your partner or buy stuff, whatever it may be. That's, that's where I find the, the real enjoyment from from money itself
1: 100% but even you being able to do this right like exactly. it's something for you that it's a passion project something you want to be able to do if you yeah. like a 9 to 5 this isn't on the table for
0: you exactly right even like shit like as simple as stuff like this you know like Kane C- here podcast uh, producing at the moment like the fact that I've been able to grow and this is obviously just something small when you're putting things into perspective but the fact that I've been able to grow the business to the point where I am able to start hiring people to do the things to increase their quality to make this experience more enjoyable like that's where I find the it's a utility. Yeah, 100%. It's a utility. Yeah. But
1: the level of happiness versus yeah. when you've got into your car for the 700th time. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like 100%. This, yeah. Like you can tell the passion that you have. Because yeah. You enjoy it. Yeah. You know, like you you can see it. Yeah. But that doesn't come from materialistic things. Exactly. Like yeah. A nice watch or a nice, yeah. you know, jewel ring or whatever it may be. Mm. Like, yeah, it's cool for a minute. Yeah.
0: But it doesn't change overall happiness. Overall, yeah. Man, I've really enjoyed this. I, I do want to wrap up with one um, just. You, you can fire off some some quick answers to this I put you on the spot, but um, being someone who is so so good at marketing, as we've already discussed, what are some of the biggest mistakes you see? Um, whether it's a personal brand, uh, a business company, in terms of marketing mistakes that you see quite often, particularly through say social media or um, other platforms. Oh, it's again, it's just this overnight perception,
1: you know, yep. and it's like just the the grind aspect to being consistent on whether it's Instagram, TikTok, mm-hmm. like any type of marketing, it's about consistency. Mm-hmm. Like it truly comes back to consistency. Yeah. If you've done four episodes of this and given it up, let's believe nobody's watching. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? yeah. Like you've done 400 episodes, it's mm-hmm. the consistency that it builds from it. That's where you start getting yeah. traction. And I truly think that business is built on momentum. Yes. And momentum is built from consistency. Mm-hmm. So you keep putting in the work. Yeah. It might not click today, but it will click it will, eventually. Yeah. yeah. It, it might take you 10 years, yeah. but it'll click. Yeah. It's about being consistent. I just think,
0: couldn't agree more. We're in a
1: world now where everybody wants it yesterday. Exactly right. Yeah, and it's just like that's just not the way it is. And 100%. I think the consistency and comes back to hard work. So I think yeah, most most people give up before they've had too a, soon. Yeah, a proper crack. Yeah, and really put in the hard yards. So
0: hundred percent. Thanks, brother. Thanks, mate. Thanks, it. Thanks for coming it. Coming on. Everyone who's tuned into this episode, whether you've listened on iTunes, Spotify, or you're watching on YouTube, um, firstly we appreciate you tuning in. Hope you've enjoyed this conversation um, as much as I have. If you have enjoyed it, we'd love for you to to share it with a friend, send a link um, or take a screenshot and post it up on your Instagram story. Let us know your thoughts on the episode. Make sure you give Jay a follow, head down to Doe store, check him out online. Uh, and looking forward to chatting to you guys in the next episode.